time, weather, and... Welcome back to the Rachel LaForce show. I'm so excited for today's podcast because who knows where this conversation will lead and the gal, the woman, the healer, the comedian that I'm sitting down to talk with today was one of the most influential people in my spiritual journey. And also Mm -hmm. one of those people that just kind of like keep circling around, like each time you kind of think you've come to the end of a journey and then like you get swooped, like swooped up on another one and there's people it's kind of like the monkey bars, you know, you just kind of like swing past people and high five. It's like, okay, we did this one. Um, this young woman has been that for me. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the podcast, uh, healer, energy channeler, uh, writer, comedian, uh, and she's just going to be taking over the world and certainly the internet uh, with so much of her insight. Please help me welcome Sarah Shook. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm happy of to be course. here. Of course. It's- you say such sweet things. <laughs> it's so nice. I, well, you know, I love a good intro. I feel like everyone, I had um, Ross Kimball on the podcast we recorded recently. And yeah, I gave him quite an intro. And he was like, it's the best one I've ever got. I was like, I'll record it and send it to you. You can just, you can have it. You can play it for yourself <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, you know, whatever you need to pump you up. Yeah, it's a good boost. So just before we were starting, so Sarah and I are very good friends. I just had the privilege and honor of being in your wedding. Mm-hmm. We got to do that together. Um, so a little bit of this podcast is going to be kind of inside baseball. It's going to be us catching up a little bit because I feel like every time we catch up, I'm always like, oh, I wish that we recorded this. People should hear this. I'm like, it's so good. Um, so a lot of, I'm interested to kind of hear, we'll kind of talk about where you are now in your process and then maybe we'll kind of be like take me back to when you kind of had this spiritual journey and kind of what you're doing now um but i know i feel like for the last maybe it's leo season maybe it's you know the trine in the stars it's the upcoming lions portal who knows but i've had yeah wait (laughs) what did you say i said over in it all these things (laughs) right and so i've just had this huge bearing word kind of like over all of my work, which is like, why? Like, why are you doing this? Because I feel like for so long, I felt like deer in the headlights. I didn't know what to create or what to do. And so then four years went by at LA and I feel like I didn't really do very much. And then kind of making up for that lost time, it was like, I got to do everything now. And now I'm in this place of like really wanting to consciously create and get super, super clear about what my goals are obviously being open to change, but being very, very clear about what my goals are. But then I was like, but wait, why? Like, I want to get crystal clear as to like why I'm doing these things, because if they're still, I mean, a little bit of ego is good, right? Ego gets you in rooms, ego, you know, it's that fake it till you make it like a little bit of that is good. But I really wanted to make sure that it was like something that could really carry me through. So that's kind of where I am. I'm curious where you are. You've been in so much transition. You can kind of share with us about 
this business that you're building, these ideas that you're wanting to bring forth and kind of, you've had so much change. You just got married. You're in a new city. Yeah. Tell me all the things. Um, you know, it's this weird space that I feel like I've been in for a little bit. I'm still like in this in-between where um, it's like all this, you know, sometimes this energy hits us or these ideas hit us and it's like, oh, I know I'm supposed to do that. Like my heart's getting excited about this idea coming in and like, oh, I know this is like a purpose path and I have like six different things in front of me that, oh, I want to start establishing this and creating this and diving into this. And then you like half start it and you're like, okay, wait, now there's this push pull. And it's like, maybe it's not time yet. And I think I'm just in this space where I'm still like cultivating the foundation for it all and figuring out like how I'm supposed to ground it all, um, which is kind of a hard space to be in. And it can be really frustrating because you're like, I just want to get going, but I'm like, ah, oh, it's not time yet. But I know my main focus right now and um, that has to happen first is to really just fully step into who I am as like a intuitive and a healer and channeler or whatever, you know, term you want to use. I mean, I feel like it's so many different things nowadays, <laughs> um, but um, and stepping into that space. And I know that um, those gifts are like my my gift to give humanity right now and to really step into that power. And I really love reading for people and doing sessions for people and um, offering offering that to others and, and helping people and kind of pulling in like their highest possibilities and um, being in that energy is also just very healing for others, but also for me too, like I, I'm kind of high afterwards. So um, I know that that's like the, the first and foremost thing. And I know that like down the road, that's going to spill out in, into other things, not a path that I ever thought I would be going down, but, um, you know, you kind of follow the doors that are opening and, um, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you're over? Okay. So we'll fill in for the audience. So you and I met doing the yuck yucks, doing comedy in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, we did all the independent shows. You do all of that. And then you toured, you were with blue co right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Toured with Blue Co for a while. And then, uh, did you do two shows on main stage? I did one. Oh, one show. Okay. Mm -hmm. One show on main stage and, uh, you've auditioned for SNL. You've, so you were really, mm -hmm. really in the comedy space. It's really kind of your background. Very, very funny, very, very funny character actress. And so then so I just want to kind of lay that groundwork. So people are like, well, new path, what, what were you doing before? Do you feel like you're still, I think you're like me where it's like, those are all still things that you want to do in different capacities. Do you feel like you have fully grieved? I don't know if we ever fully grieve something, but do you feel like you're done with the grieving process of like what you thought the path was going to be? Or do you feel like that's still a process? Um, I would say for the most part, yeah. Uh, I think leaving LA really helped with that because kind of, you know, it's like, you don't really understand a situation until you're outside of it. Like when you go through a breakup and you're like, oh, now you finally break up and you're months out and you're like, wow, I'm realizing like how toxic that was. Yeah. Um, not that LA was like super toxic or anything, but, um, in its own regard, I think looking back now, I kind of see like 
oh, I don't think I was operating as my full self. I was operating as what I thought I should be and what I thought I should be doing. Cause there's still this like pre-paved path of like, no, you got to do this as a comedian or in order to prove yourself. And it just feels like I, um, looking back and like, I don't miss that anymore. I know that, um, that, um, portion of my life is still a part of me, but it's like, sometimes the universe has us take these detours where it's like, okay, you picked up this piece and you know how to do that. And you thought that this was going to be all that you're doing, but you know, we're building a new earth right now. Like, so I'm picking up another piece that I'm supposed to bring into this other work. And I just have to trust that that's going to happen. And I don't know when that's going to be. I mean, my guides have given me inclinations as to when that is, but I feel like that's just for me. So, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy that I'm, it's like, I know I'm going to bring these two worlds together in a certain way and um, just trying to trust that process. But I don't feel like LA is the place for me, at least right now. Um, and I think there's just a lot of stuff that has to be reworked in that industry in order for me to feel comfortable in it again, or and to find my place in it. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but um, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Cause I know you, <laughs> well, I, you know, like I said, it was like, you know, I think healing, you know, healing is linear. You heard it here first on the Rachel LaFour show. Um, but I, you know, grief is too. And I, I underestimate grief because I think I tie it to like death of like, like physical death of people, not necessarily like, you know, all of, I've experienced so much personal death and I think I've been so focused on like, you know, when you're in a meditation and it's like, you're envisioning like your future self and that's your highest self and see yourself as that. And it's always like, be the vibration that, you know, you want to be it's your frequency, all these things that I subscribe to. Right. I have no idea. Like the other day I looked at Alex, I go, I really hope all of this that I'm just doing is going to land somewhere, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, yeah. Hope. And it will. That's the thing. You know, one of the encouraging things about doing what I do, at least like I'm doing all these readings for people um, and all over, really, because I'll do them through Zoom and stuff. And like, it's just reassuring to me in my path, too, where it's like, oh, I'm doing readings about people who are starting like little communities where like all the families live on one land or it's someone who's starting like, you know, going to these different places to like open their gifts and like be a channel and start like uh, circles that like, heal people. And it's just like over and over again, I'm just doing readings like this and how um, it's these like forerunners who are here to, you know, just to get a little quantum. Sorry for all you folks who are like, okay, let's oh, get, get into it. It's a spiritual podcast. It. Yeah. Get yeah, into it. Um, you know, uh, my belief is we're building a new earth. All this craziness has happened. And like, I remember before 2020, listening to all these astrologers and intuitives being like 2020 is the year everything changes. And of course I was still in LA and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is the year that I like sell my show. And I was just like, oh no, no, this is the year of literally everything, everything changes for everybody. We're, our systems are crashing right now. They're like busting at the seams because uh, we can't maintain this way. And like, I mean, 
I sit in meditation every day for like an hour and channel and I'm just getting all these messages from my guides of like, don't worry, this is what's happening. We're creating a new world. We're shifting dimensions. It's going to look like this. Like people are going to start going through things and like, they're going to need people who have an understanding. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, let me dust my shoulders off. I'm all that. That's not it at all. It's just like, um, I don't know. I think if I had stayed in Los Angeles and kept chasing the dragon of like auditioning and all this stuff, I just, it's like me avoiding who I am, like resisting who I am. And I'm in this space now where I'm like, gosh, I'm just diving deeper into who I am and like all this trauma work. And it just feels so much better. And I'm not saying my life is not perfect by any means. It's like, I'm rebuilding too, just like the rest of the world. But it's, I don't know. I'm just like, wow, there are pieces of me I've discovered in the last few years that I never even knew existed when I was doing comedy. And it made me feel insecure and unworthy and feeling like, oh, I have to put this show up and hope that like this manager comes or this casting director comes. And I'm just like, oh, I get to like be free of all of that now and just follow my, my, not my bliss, but like my truth right. and continuing to dive in that. I feel like that's what you're doing too. And it's like, just like building a comedy career, we're going and hoping it works out. And it did. And now we're, you know, it's not a detour. It's just like, we're taking this other back road, this route to come back onto the main highway because there's something deeper that we got to bring through. And, you know, if that sounds weird to people, I don't care. It feels, yeah. really, good. It feels really good to me and it feels really right to me. And um, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. That just filled me with so much joy. Right. But when we talk about manifestation and it's like, uh, some people say like be super, super clear with your wants, right? Like the universe listens to specificity and then be open to change. And, you know, like I was talking about where I'm really trying to discover my why, because what I really realized, which is holding me back is I'm scared that if I use my voice in something that's not primarily comedy, that then I lose my identity as being funny. When, when I realized like I got through all of that crap and I was like, oh, it's actually about me that I value my ability to make people laugh. Like mm -hmm. I value that about myself. I love that about myself. Like one of the things I love the most about myself is that I'm really funny. So when I realized it was about that, and I think now it's just nurturing for myself of like, you don't have to not be that because you're identifying as far as like a career as potentially something else. And also, and then there was like the even higher thought, which is like, also like, fuck having to label your art as something yeah, You know, yes, like branding is a huge part of the landscape now with everything, but specifically within what we do, even within spirituality, you know, it's like leaving Hollywood and I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to be like a walking personal brand anymore. And then it was like, oh, well now I want to do something else. And that's why I had named my podcast my own name because it was just easier, you know? So yeah, it's, I think that the more I'm really getting comfortable with that of like, oh, you don't have to let that piece of you go. like. If, if you don't become known as like one of the funniest people in the world, like one of the funniest stand-up comedians, and that's how we recognize your name, that doesn't take away from how funny you are. That doesn't take that gift away. And I think when I, I think when I'm really going to pop off is when I truly believe that. 
when I really yeah. believe that and I've accepted that for myself and I know it's just another tool that will make my work even more potent in other spaces, like that's when this will really fly. I have, I feel like in the past several months, I've garnered this new thought of like manifestation where we're like, oh, we need to sit and visualize and we need to hold the feeling and all this stuff. And I'm just like, no, this is who I am. It's not manifestation. It's no, this is who I am. And it's coming in because I deserve to have this. And the more I get in tune with my truth that I know the thing I'm wanting is my truth. And I don't need anyone else to understand that. I don't need anyone else to understand what I'm doing and that I've been taking this detour on my life and may come back around. And if everyone wants to think like, oh, Shook's crazy now, or she's doing this, go ahead. I don't care. I know what my truth is and I would know what I'm doing. And like, um, and I think that's the part that I got, I lost in the past where I'm like, I just, I don't know, not that I'm like kept trying to be what I thought people wanted, but every time I let go of the systems that I thought I needed to conform to. And I was just like, fuck it. Sorry. Can we say that on this? Oh, you can say whatever um, you want on this podcast. Okay. When I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want to do. That's when things worked out for me, like brilliantly. That's when things started coming in. I'm just like, oh no, I'm just going to follow my truth. And like this idea that feels really good, that's coming in and it doesn't belong in like the system of comedy in Chicago it doesn't belong anywhere else. I'm doing me. I'm not trying to get anything from it. This is just like, screw it. I'm going to do this. That's when like, it was like, boom, 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 like stuff started coming in. And I, I feel like I'm like, that's what I am getting back to. I'm following me. I'm following my heart, my resonance, my truth, not this label of like, you're a Democrat and you need to like follow <laughs> that label. And I'm just like, what is that even anyways? No one fits into that box. Like, um, I have a whole, you know, <laughs> that's a whole other can of worms though. <laughs> well, hey, if you want to if you want to talk shop on that, you can come to my podcast with me and Alex. We would be happy to oh, break God. down the political box boxes and the just absolute bullshit that that all is. Alex is here in the office yeah. and he's going like this. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think I love that because that was kind of more where I was thinking cuz I'm like, okay, really if you if you like what do you want? And then like my first thought, I was like, I want to have the number one uh, like podcast crossover for like spirituality and comedy. That's what I want. I want to be the number one. And then my immediate fear was, no, you don't, because when you get too big, then everybody's really mean to you. And what if people try to cancel you? And, th and then I was like, no, I want to be number one. And not because it's like, oh, me, but it's, I have to get over that part too, of like wanting, wanting to be really big and wanting to be seen. Like, that's like the Christian guilt in me that it's like, well, you know, like you shouldn't want to be the center of attention. And I was always told I was loud. And it's like, Rachel, use your inside voice. Like, it's all of that shaming that comes back to me. And I'm like, no, I want to be number one because I want to be able to talk to like the most interesting people in the world. I want to have that opportunity. Like, I, I want to be able to, you know, challenge all of these systems that aren't working. I want to be able to go and talk in front of Congress and be like, hey, cool that you guys like change this tax law being like, look, we're taxing millionaires like we're doing what you asked us. It's like, no, you're not. That's like me asking a kid to clean their room and they throw everything in the closet and say they cleaned it. That's not going to mm -hmm. change this wealth discrepancy. Stop telling me you're doing something when you're not like I really I think there's something where I've always been so scared 
to speak up. And I always thought everybody else knew the answer. And it was like, just be good, just be good. And I'm not saying I have the answers. That's why I want to talk to everybody. I want to figure out all the ways in which we're different, all the ways in which we see the world and be able to present them to the world and go, stop thinking that there are these boxes. This is what's screwing all of us up. Everybody's operating terrified that they're not fitting in the right box. When in reality, look, I just talked to the greatest you know, minds or the people that have the biggest platforms or whatever, and none of them know what they're doing. All of them are multifaceted, all of them, you know, and like, that's what I want to be able to do. And it was that second feeling kind of what you just really amped me up and inspired me when you were like, and I don't care if other people don't get it because that's where I was like, you know what? I don't care if people are going to come for me because of course they are. And that means what I'm doing is working because, and also where I was like, I've been bullied before. I've been bullied so much in my life. And also no one can be meaner to me than me. You know, I'm like, I've been so mean to myself at different times in my life that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not scared. And I, and I, and I'm like, I feel like I'm built for this mission of whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, you are built for this mission and we're just remembering what it is. And like, um, it's just so crazy because we, it's almost like we come into this lifetime. I actually did two readings today for people talking about, you know, and their purpose was coming through and their light workers, whether you associate with that word or not. But like, um, just like all the, it's like we come in with these gifts and this energy and our soul is like ready to bring it forward. And then of course we get all this programming put on us and like these labels and put in these boxes and we're thought we have to operate this way and we're concerned about what people think of us, but then we're never fully seen and we want to be seen, but we're okay, afraid to be vulnerable and it causes anxiety. And it's just like, we have all this stuff on us, but um, it's about just like remembering who we are at a soul level. And I think a lot of us are just so afraid to do that. We're so afraid to like dive in and live from our truth. And it doesn't matter what other people think, because when people are judging you, you're just triggering their programming that's covering up their soul. And that's the only thing that's like causing that. And it's like, they're, it's, it's triggering the fact that, um, oh God, this person's living from their truth. They're not giving a shit. They're putting it all out there. They're allowing themselves to be seen for all their flaws and everything. Uh, am I doing that? Or am I following this system of like, um, I'm open-minded and I'm a Democrat, but I'm only open-minded if you follow what the Democrats say, <laughs> like, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Or I'm like really digging on them today. Not to... <laughs> but same with no. Republicans though, too. It's just like, well, you, sure you just have to think the way I think and then it's all good um so I feel like I'm talking in circles and I don't even know if I'm getting back to the point that I initially was no I love it I'm following I'm following I no I think that's great and and I I also think that I don't know why like death has been really heavy on me I don't know if it's because I know um sooner or later my grandparents are going to come to pass and I don't know if it's kind of this premonition of that. I don't know if it's just really recognizing all of the deaths that have taken place within myself. I don't know what it is, but it's the most real to me where I was like, oh, I'm going to die. Like all of this time that I spend being like, "Mm, is it okay if I step out and be myself? Oh, is it okay if I do? And it's like, 
yeah, dude, it is. And you only have like, who knows however many more days. So none of this matters. Like that's such a dark thought, but at the same time, it's like, that's another thing I just want to help and remind people. It's like, who cares, dude, wear the shoes, dye your hair, do the thing, leave your job. You don't like, we're all going to die. None of this matters. Like have fun, just have a little fun, step out, be yourself. And I feel like I can only encourage people. I can only ask people to do that if I'm doing it. And like, it, mm-hmm. it almost like the only thing I get akin it to is like, you know, when I was in middle school, like beauty standards were only like one way, you know, and it was like, if you didn't look like that, you weren't attractive. And now we have this landscape where it's, there's, you know, like multiple bodies are represented in ads and mo- like where I'm like, man, my entire infrastructure, like the way my brain was programmed at 13 would be in, I wonder how I would view and honor my body now if I had had that programming. And so I feel that same way of like wanting people to step outside of themselves. Like that's just another type of programming. Like, is it just because we don't have enough people doing that? So we don't know that like, oh, we all can just do that. We all can just like be ourselves like all the time. Yeah, I think like, I think there's a piece of it, but like there's, you know, I feel like when you're talking about it, it's like, there's still something off about it, right? How like people are being represented. Is that what you're saying? Or I don't know. I feel like there's, we're trying to have more inclusion, but I'm like, it's still these like, corporate higher up oh well that calling these shots where it feels like and where I'm just like yeah there's still like energetically when I feel it there's still something off about this like it feels forced like you said with congress like oh we're shoving everything into a closet and the room's clean but it's like that's what it feels like it's like there's something just off and I don't know if I can fully put my finger on it where it's just like see we're doing our part see um we're including everybody and it's just like it still feels toxic somehow where I'm just like, this isn't because it's still manufactured. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's manufactured and it, and it almost, there's parts of it that doesn't feel like it comes from real integrity. It feels like, Oh, this is like what you guys want. So like, sure. We represent like all bodies fine, but at the bottom line, they just want to keep like their shareholders happy that they're, you know, that stock is up and people are buying. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, that, that's the part of it to me that like, which that's a whole other conversation. Right. Um, but at least as far as the aspect of like seeing that there's other ways to live or like even like other ways to create, which is kind of my beef with like social media right now, where it's like an influencer culture. Like, it just kind of feels like we're doing that same thing again, but we're just doing it now in like a new medium Mm -hmm. and the medium now is just social media and I mean, I don't really know what to like do about that, but I've just like noticed more and more where I'm like, this just feels like a waste of all of our time too. I mean, I think there can be really great things about social media too. I don't think it has to be, you know, all one thing or the other, but you know, there's a lot of, a lot of toxic culture that exists. That's now, you know, it used to be a TV was in everybody's homes and now it's just like, you have your phone that's in your hand. That's literally like connected to your body. Yeah. I feel like social media has been a real ego check for me. Um, like starting a new platform with just spiritual content. And I, you know, I, I made a promise to myself. I'm like, I'm only 
sharing stuff unless it feels like it's coming from like a higher pure place, even if it's stuff people may not want to hear. But um, it's not like, you know, and there probably have been times I know where it's like, oh no, this is my ego talking. It's not. And so I'm like, okay, I got to go back and make sure this is coming from like a pure channel. And I'm not like putting this out here to like, oh, I'm trying to get followers. or I'm trying to like look cool, like a cool spiritual teacher. I'm just like, no, I want to make sure it's messages that are coming through me that need to be shared to help people step into their power to understand who they are at a soul level and, and follow that purpose. And what is that purpose? Being you. And that, that's in, like, we've been talking about, it's multifaceted, but um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's hard to like, you get on there and it's like all these people posting these things. And I'm, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I only kind of stay in my one lane in this one account right now. So to try and, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I'm just, detoxing I guess so my I'm trying to purify I don't want to say purify the ego but like put a boundary up with my ego of making sure that like it's not running the show that you know my soul is yeah it's hard it's hard to do or just getting to know it I feel like that's a a big thing is like learning the difference between my ego my intuition my higher self and my anxiety because in certain ways, they're kind of like a circle. It's all kind of connected, you know, and I um, just really learning how to distinctively hear them. Like, I remember the first time I actually heard like, you know, my quote unquote higher self. And I was like, whoa, that's what it is. It kind of felt like the like moments you know, it, like typically in a sports movie, you know, and it's like, oh, the guy's really been trying to make the shot, make the shot, you know. And then it's like all day. And then he finally like throws the puck on the ice and it's like that perfect clean shot, you know, and he's like, I got it. It's like, that's how it felt like the first time, like hearing it. And I was like, oh, that's it. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, it's just the voice that knows. Yeah. And that's it. So whenever I don't hear that, when I hear a rushed voice, that's not it. When I hear, you know, it's like, it's just the voice that cuts through everything else. Yeah. Um, so, to, okay. So I want to ask you, okay. So you, you're a channeler, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, cause above all else, like you're a Reiki practitioner. There's like a lot of different modalities that you offer. And I know a lot of people ask, um, you know, and this is a, a pretty, I feel like there's a, a lot of information a- around this idea, but it's like, what is the difference between channeling or connecting versus like our imagination or even more simply when you're connecting kind of tell me a little bit about your journey of like how you learned that you could do this number one and then you know how I mean and I use you for readings all the time you're fantastic um but so it's not it doesn't mean to be like a challenge but just for listeners of like really how did you discover that this is something that you could really do And then what does that process kind of feel like for you? Um, Because especially when you're, it's not just like teaching somebody to connect to their own higher self, you know, that kind of becomes like a, you know, almost like a dial up modem, like do, 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 do. Okay. And now you're connected, but doing that for all sorts of different people takes so much spiritual hygiene. So just tell us a little bit about what that process is like for you. 
Oh gosh. Um, I feel like it's a loaded question. Um, or real, I mean, whatever parts of it, you know, you feel the yeah. most excited by too. I'm trying to figure out. So we'll all, if I go back to the beginning, I mean, um, there was a time in my life where I was going through a lot of like turmoil, I guess, and things that I was wanting and they just like weren't working out. So I started seeking out intuitives and healers. And um, one time during a Reiki session that I was receiving, it just like, you know, your whole body's like lighting up and tingling. And I just kept hearing, you need to learn to do this. So then that's when I was living with you. And, yeah. um, uh, and then I, so I went and got trained and certified to do Reiki. Um, and then I started working on people. And I think I had the intuition, like my gut was telling me there's something more than just doing the energy work that's going to happen. And it was just like, boom, every chakra I hit, I'm like seeing images. I'm like hearing stuff. I'm feeling things. And I would start describing it to like people. And they're like, oh yeah, no, that's happening. Or, you know, that's my childhood basement. That's, um, my grandmother, like whatever. And I was just like, oh, okay. So then I started working with like intuitives and training that and working the muscle and, um, uh, and then it just kept going from there where it was like, I love this work. I love that I get to offer this to people and help people. Um, and the hardest part of it all was just trusting myself, trusting what was coming through. So as I got deeper into it, um, I realized, okay, this is really something that's not going away. It keeps showing up. This is obviously the path that I'm supposed to follow right now because it's directly in front of me. Um, uh, so I just learned to ground myself. I started meditating every single day for like a long period of time, like an hour or more. The pandemic was great for that because sometimes I would meditate for like an entire afternoon. Um, and then what happens is I, I see my guides. I'll see, I phys not physically, but in my third eye. So, and you might be like, oh, that's, you're just imagining this. It's just imagination. But when you, so I'm clairvoyant, I'm clairsentient, I'm claircognizant and um, a little clairaudient. So like when you can also feel the energy of like this being that's showing up for you and you're seeing them, you kind of can't deny that. And then stuff they're telling you and it's like, oh, well that I'm going to follow it. And it like worked out or like that happened. And, um, so like I can do that for other people a little bit where I can pull in their guides and I see them directly talk to me. I don't do that as much. It's a little, I want to say it's harder to get in that space because your vibration like really has to be matched to that. Um, and they just like talk directly to me. So I'm just like taking all this information in, but, um, with sessions, uh, I tend to see images and they're more sometimes metaphorical. Um, and I, I just really feel into it. And like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, I'm seeing this image. It's like a mini movie or like a dream or something and I'm feeling it. And then I'm hearing stuff and I'm not necessarily seeing the guides at that time, but I'm getting all this information. And so I kind of start describing it and I'm breaking it down. And with people say, yes, yes, it's true. No, that doesn't resonate or whatever. They can keep like grabbing the energy. Um, and right now it's just about trust. So the more I trust, like as soon as, I don't know if anyone else has been this way, but I remember my whole life, whenever I would close my eyes, like I immediately see pictures and mm. I'm like, do other people have this? Or do you just see black? Cause I'm seeing images left, right and center all mm. the time. It doesn't mm. stop. Um, 
and it's been like that for me my whole life. I just don't think I ever knew what it was. Um, so that started happening. It happens when I do Reiki too. And then I also do something called body talk, which is trauma healing. It's like releasing trauma in the body. And um, so the body will lead me to certain areas and the things that are connected. And I can like see the trauma and it'll show me images and visions of like, I want to say the scenario or whatever the trauma that's sitting in there to help clear it. And then most recently, mediumship kept showing up and I was just like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't have a lot of people in my life that have, you know, passed away yet, and, but it like wouldn't go away. And, um, uh, I joined this practice zoom group and it was for mediumship. And I thought that was going to be more like channeling. Cause some people who like, uh, talk to angels and stuff, call themselves mediums. So I was like, Oh, it's that kind of thing. And I can do that no, no, they wouldn't let it go. It was like, no, no, this is for deceased people. And um, mm. first woman I get paired with teaches this stuff. And she was like, do this and this. She's like, you can do this. Try these two things and you'll be able to do it. And the whole rest of that class, it was like six weeks or something. I'm like pulling through deceased people. And I had people tell me like, wow, you wouldn't know that you're new to this. Like it, you've and I was like one of the clearest readings I've gotten all stuff I was like holy crap so then I started really training in that and learned I'm not only an energy healer and an intuitive and a channeler but also a medium and I'm like how far does this rabbit hole go (laughs) (laughs) um but it's it's really cool and like I think I've always had an affinity for like the the mystical the you know this otherworldly type of stuff but I never really dove into it I mean I grew up Christian so like you know I was afraid of it but always had a curiosity Harry Potter is yeah is sinful yeah 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 um that type of well that's interesting because I always wonder that too like I always see those things and it's like if you um hear information then you're clairaudient right? And the Claire's, so if you're listening and you're like, what are they talking about? They call them the Claire's, which um, Claire just means clear. So it's kind of how you're accessing information. And there's a few different ways that you do it. Some people see things, um, which is that Claire cognizant when you see um, it? Seeing is clairvoyant. Okay. Clairvoyant. And then clairaudient is when you hear something. And uh-huh. then uh, what are the other three? um there's four of them one of them I mean it's like all the senses but you know it's for intuitiveness or whatever right. but um so yeah Claire cognizant is a knowing so it's like almost like thoughts are just being constantly okay. dropped in your head right Claire audience is hearing um clairvoyant is seeing and then the other one is um wait oh uh clairsentient which is feeling okay there you go and for me they yeah. all feel like the same or maybe it's because I haven't spent enough time. Um, I was actually just going to sign up for, I was going to take uh, Nikki Novo, who, you know, I, if you listen to the podcast, yeah. you know, I reference her a lot. I was going to take her soul teacher course. Cause I was curious to develop these skills a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, then what I'm working on, which is finishing first things first. So I was like, you're not going to start a new three month program until you finish these other things that you've been working on first. Um, yeah. But I'll be, I'll be interested when I do hopefully this next term, uh, hopefully get to take her course and hearing from more people, because like when you try to be like, well, I just always thought people saw images and they closed their eyes. Well, 
that's why like I remember always growing up like I could feel how everybody else was feeling and I I could never understand how everybody else like especially adults just like walked around like everything was normal I'm like don't you guys know that that was like a miscommunication don't you know that like and so that was really confusing at like five to be able to read a room full of adults and kind of like carry that and I so I just assumed that everybody could do that I didn't know that everybody you know couldn't do that um so it's interesting for me because sometimes I mean for me some people are really easy to read right they walk into a room and it's like oh wow you just walked in wearing that and then some people are very very closed off and they're very difficult to I mean it's different people are coming to you for readings um I just once I really started to figure out like, whoa, I am actually like really good at this. These are like superpowers. Sometimes I'll just test it. Like if I'm in a Home Depot or something and like I'm at the checkout, I'll see how much I can like dial in and learn about somebody. Yeah. Um, just as a way to test it. And I, I mean, I don't mean to like, I, I don't ask anything more than like, sir, you know, I don't mean to um kind of take information, I guess, without people's knowledge. It's not necessarily that, but it's just how much can I pick up off of someone basically is just to to realize like, oh, wow, I am really in tune with this, you know? Um, And I always say sometimes mine feels like it comes in like a Facebook profile, like, you know, like the old Facebook where it's like, here's their image and like where they're from and where they went to high school. And like, here's some of your, you know, mutual friends or things like that. Like, I feel like a lot of that is kind of how, things first drop in for me um so it's always interesting where I'm like do some people only have like one of the Claire's because to me they all kind of like feel like they come in in different ways images is kind of one of the only I get really wild images um at night and they've Mm. it's gotten like significantly and they're very like psychedelic Hmm. which is why I'm like, now nah, I'm good on mushrooms. <laughs> like yes. I, I close my eyes at night and I'm just like, it's like, feels like I'm at Woodstock. It's, it's yeah. gnarly. Um, I, well, I think we have these other abilities too, besides the Claire's of like astral traveling and, you know, our soul is taking us to places that we've probably lived before these lifetimes, this lifetime. And like, it might be on different planets. I don't know. So I think sometimes I'm like what we think is imagination is actually just real like imagination is just a third dimensional concept because it's like trying to tell you the stuff that you're actually seeing isn't actually real like you know I I don't know that word for me holds so much weight um where I think like is it imagination or is it our soul just showing us like oh I want this thing let me imagine it is that it already exists. Like, this is a real thing. It's not imagination. Oh, I'm seeing myself, you know, on the moon and like, I'm experiencing like these lakes on the moon. It's like, is it imagination? Or are you actually like lifting out of your body and traveling to the space? Like we could get really weird with it. <clears throat> I know I certainly have in my, my alone time, but <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, well, no, I hear that. And also though, like, my other argument to it is like, is that any weirder than just calling it our imagination? Like either way you're experiencing or seeing those things. So however, like for you, the universal, you decide or, or give value or weight to whatever it is that you're seeing, whether when you're dreaming or when you're meditating or whatever, like 
arguably you're still having that experience. Like I just thought about this because I was like, okay, let's get weird. I was just thinking about this where I was like, I wonder because I always loved acting my whole life, and especially as a kid. I'm not so like jazzed on stage or um, no, I love being on stage uh, screen acting anymore. Um, it doesn't quite hold my attention the way that it used to, but I'm like, I was obsessed with it when I was little. And I'm like, I wonder if it's because I could imagine all of these different things. And it's just, I could access all of these past lives and different places that I had, that I had been. And so that's why I loved like performing and being different people because I was able to access all of those past experiences. Yeah. Pretty trippy um, thought. <laughs> you know, I, I think I agree with that. And I think that could also be a thing, but I heard this thing one time that said, you know, we often think, is it past lives? Like, oh, I'm attracted to going to Greece. I must've had a past life there or something. Why do I want to go there so bad? But it could also just be that our soul, it's this lifetime. Like you're attracted to acting because your soul wants to know how to experience being all these different types of people. And that's something you came here to learn in this lifetime, that there's something you need to access about it in this lifetime. That's going to teach you something that you get to take with you. Um, but it could also be a past life thing. Who knows? It, I think, um, yeah, it all, it could be all those things too. <laughs> well, and that's kind of, that's been like one of my big kicks lately, you know, cause I feel like it's always like we're human beings having a spiritual experience. <laughs> and I'm like, why isn't being human a spiritual experience? Yeah. Because I agree with you where I'm like, we have made being human so like, I don't think it was always this way. And I think there's still tribes or people who choose to live differently or outside the box or whatever that live a little bit differently. But it's like, we've made being human all about pain. We've made being human all about paying taxes, getting up, going to work, raising a family, like, We've made it in some ways about drudgery and milestones rather than within reason, obviously, because there are, you know, systems of oppression and things like that, that things that you and I may be able to access, other people may not be able to. I understand that. But, you know, yeah, just with like, where are all the places we can go within our imagination? What are all of the things that like we can create in this world? You know, this idea that it's like you have to have one career for your whole life. Like, that's what I was thinking about, too. It's like, why am I so sad to be like, oh, I'm going to set this one thing down for a minute to try something else? Like, yeah, go try something else. Like, you don't like that doesn't go away. Like, the the whole point of being human and having this experience is to have as many fruitful experiences that we can't. Like, I yeah. think this is a highly spiritual, ex like, experience. And maybe, excuse me, maybe differently than, like, other astral planes or alien life forms or whatever. But I'm also, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not on that plane. Maybe those aliens are also, like, oh, well, got to go back to my job today. Like, got to <laughs> clock in. Like, I don't know what those systems are. You know, I think that's, in some ways, no matter how many things we're able to access, et cetera, you know, living on an ashram, whatever, how spiritual are, you know, you are, you've meditated in, you know, the most sacred places in the world, you're still human. So like why there, there's something to me about like, 
really digging into all of like the human experiences. And I think so much of that understanding has come for me. I had some really trippy dreams the other night. It woke me up for like two hours. And I was realizing how much my heart has expanded from having my son. And he's a a cancer sun sign and like very loving, very psychic, very just like all of these things. And I realized like, oh, you're really teaching me to like lead from like my heart. And he's like a huge explorer. And I'm like, gosh, I have been so scared to explore or I just didn't want anybody to see me trying or any. Anyway, I don't want to just keep talking about me, but the the whole point is I I'm so attracted to the things that you're sharing because I always love that where you're like, Oh, I'm going to get weird. I'm like, girl, get weird. Like I, I just, you know, I'm like, I think there's such interesting concepts. And I think that I'm just as both as your friend and, and just like a fan of your work. So excited to see what you continue to create And even just being able to see you, I mean, when you shared that you started doing Reiki when we lived together, I mean, my first real, one of my first real spiritual experiences was when you, you did a Reiki healing for me, um, on like your table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, to be honest, the space, like, I mean, I'm so passionate about like helping other people realize and understand there's so much more for you than like what you were saying, we've created these systems in our world and going back to what you said in the beginning, the why, why have we done that? Why? Mm. And it's almost like to keep us from ourselves. And like, I'm so passionate and like, I just love, I have so much love for, for people. And like, I want them to feel like, they're honoring their truth. I want them to feel like they're stepping into their power because I also know what it's like to not be in that. I lived my Mm -hmm. life for so long from that space and I'm still discovering how to step into it. But um, I don't know, I I just feel really passionate about it. And anything I create, I know from now on is to help people raise their conscious awareness, to step into like love, not only for themselves but then they're so full with it themselves that then we get to give it to others and accept differences and like honor our uniqueness and others and just like all those things and realize like there's so much more that we can tap into and that's available to us than this world is letting us know about and it's all so amazing and incredible and like I don't know I'm helping myself get there and there have been people who've helped me and like I want to help others do that too, because it's just like, I I don't, incredible is the only word I can think of. It's just like, wow, I'm like, you're talking about all these different experiences that we go have and changing careers and all this stuff. It's like, yes, go do it. You're discovering who you are. It's a piece of, it's a piece of, I don't want to say the puzzle, but like we're putting the pieces of ourselves back together and remembering all these, um, gifts and things that our soul has picked up in all these many lifetimes and I don't know it's just it's really beautiful and I I love this space that I've stepped into and never thought in a million years or a million days in in my life that this is where I would be but I am and I'm so grateful for it and like I don't know I just I just sometimes when you go through these processes and you can see people who aren't, not that I'm like trying to judge or anything like that, but I, sometimes I'm just like, 
oh, but don't you know like what you can actually access? Like this, it, it doesn't matter. Your Amazon show doesn't matter. Like, I, I mean, yeah, sure. That's great if it's something you feel passionate about. I love that. But it's also just like, there's something so much deeper that we get to tap into. And at the end of the day, are you going home and are you loving who you are? Are you loving who you're being? Do you feel like you're being your authentic, true self? Or are you being what you think society and other people told you you need to be in order to feel successful, in order to feel okay, in order to find love, in order to yada, yada, so on and so forth. It's just like, no, this is, these are all just blocks to our own truth. And the more we can dive into that and spend time with ourselves and learn to do that and seek out the healers and whatever else and the meditations like it doesn't even have to be that way it's like you go on a hike you could I don't know you could switch a job and something opens up for you it everyone has their own process with it but I don't know that's talking about where we're at right now going calling back to the beginning here it's like I don't know that's where I'm at and I know that moving forward that will even expand and I just want to create work that's going to help people expand themselves and dive deeper into who they are and have a greater awareness of the availability of our universe. If that makes sense. Yeah. I love, I love, I just heard the word availability for a new way. I don't know if that ever happened to you. We're like, when you said that, I'm like, Oh yeah, all of these things are available, Rachel. Like they're all there. It's me who is choosing to deny what things I believe I'm available for. And, you know, I think that's so much of what I really, you know, a, a couple things. One, where I was talking with somebody recently where I was like, I've fallen in love with watching other people use their gifts. There's nothing I love more now, whether it's somebody playing piano in an airport or, you know, playing a guitar at Potbelly's or, you know, like wrangling four kids into a minivan, you know, like whatever it is, like watching people utilize their gifts and, you know, your everybody's favorite IO uh, improviser and teacher, uh, Craig Euler, used to do this uh, improv game called Gift Car. I don't know if you ever played this, but it's four people sit in the car and the whole improv scene is you just have to gift each other with things, right? And then so you have to be like, you know what? And it's like, you know what? That's what I love about you because you're always so good with directions. And it's like, you know what? I am, but that's what I appreciate about you is because like, you're always so good at acknowledging that within people. And that's it. You just do that the whole time. So you're hearing what people are saying. And I was like, I feel like I want to do that more for people. I think I was so focused on wanting to be seen for so long that I didn't see myself. And so it's like, well then fuck being able to see anybody else. You know, if you're so focused on wanting to be seen, but you don't even know who you are, like you can't take anybody else in. And you want to talk about being good at business. If you can't see other people in a real authentic way, right. It's like, Oh, forget about it. And it's like, that's what I realized. Like I really, you know, I was thinking about these. I mean, ultimately I came down to with my why, which was um, because you're supposed to. Mm. I mean, that, where I was like, oh, because I'm passionate about it or this or that. And I couldn't come up with anything. And like, again, that higher voice was just like, because mm, you're supposed to. <laughs> like, we've been working on this for five years now. We don't know how long it's going to take you to like <laughs> accept, but you can keep asking. But like, the why is the same, which is like, 
this is what you're supposed to do this time around, take it or leave it. Um, but I just want to share that when you were talking about wanting to open each, you know, other people's gifts and I've really, you know, talking about going back to like my, my heart opener. And I was like, I really want to lead with my heart because that's where it all comes from. And I think my heart got so beat up as a kid in so many different ways. And it's probably only been within, I would say since having my son. So like just about 12 months, I feel like a baby when I'm like learning how to use my heart. It sounds so lame, (laughs) but it's true of like, what does that mean for me? Because obviously like, I know I'm very smart. I know, you know, it's like I, all, all these other parts of me, I know I'm very funny. I know I'm very creative, but it's like, how can you move through the rest of your life? Like it's all coming from your heart, because I think it's gonna, it's gonna make some things really hard because you're going to feel it all, but like, you're going to feel it all anyway. One way yeah. or the other, you know, shit's going to come out one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I want to ask you, um, have you seen everything everywhere all at once? No, it's on Amazon. Um, if you don't have an Amazon prime text me later, I'll give you my login. It's a fascinating movie, but it's basically talking about accessing, you know, when you talked about, um, past lives, or maybe that's why we're accessing different information. That's kind of like the whole thing that this woman has to, you know, kind of quote unquote, save the planet. And she has to have all of these different um, skills. And so she has to like switch back and forth between different like multiverses. It's it's so good. And it's a foreign film. I don't know if it's Korean, uh, Chinese or Japanese. And I am probably should edit that out because I don't know exactly. But uh, <laughs> it's so I'll just say it's a foreign film. So subtitles, but it's really good. Um, and the co-lead uh, was the kid that played data in the Goonies. And he's like all grown up now. He's like as old as our parents. Mm. It's hilarious. So anyway, I highly recommend watching it because it's it's surprisingly a very spiritual movie. Um, but yeah. I yeah. love it. Just harping on what you said too. Well, I just want to like, you know, you gave me such a good intro. I, wanna, I feel like you are so good at holding space for people and listening and like, um, and I know we've just become closer over the past several years, but like, man, talking to you is like, not that other people haven't done this for me too, but like, you're just so good at holding space and seeing people. And so if anyone's looking for someone that's like, wow, I want someone to see me and like hold space, Rachel's definitely your girl. She's like, you just, I can feel your heart when like I talk to you and it's really incredible. So I love that about you. Oh, (laughs) thank you for being my friend. (laughs) Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Thank thank you for, I, I appreciate it. And you know, it's been, such a a blessing to have you on this journey not even just on this journey but also just having you know another friend I, I was talking about this with Alex where I was like you know Sarah's also one of those people where if you need her you know like I could text you and be like hey when time allows can you get back with me like I need some support but then also you know if like time gets away from us and I haven't talked to you the next time I talk to you, you're not even like, ah, why were you like too busy? You know, like you just, you yourself have such healthy boundaries that it's just so refreshing to, to know that I don't have to constantly check in 
with that bond to know that it's there. And, um, you know, so this podcast has now become like gift car, but I'm okay with that. And I, uh, yeah, so I just really appreciate that about you because it's, uh, you know, that that's the thing is, you know, as your life gets more and more full of, of beautiful things, that's something I'm also really working on of just like really being conscientious of where my days go, because sometimes they just, you know, fly by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add this one little thing too, because people are probably listening to this podcast. They might be spiritually curious. Maybe they're not, maybe they're just here to listen to get the dish or they're very (laughs) spiritual, whatever it may be. If you're here and you're like, Hmm, this is weird. Or this makes me curious, like bust those walls down. You, you know, we've probably all done something in our life. We're like, I'm so scared to do this. I'm so scared to tell this guy I like him. I'm so scared to move to this city or I'm so scared to switch jobs and you've done it and it's worked out for the better. It's the same thing with like diving into this mystical world and like this openness of the universe and spirituality just explore it. Like you don't have to believe all of it. You don't have to give into all of it, but like it could be the thing just like switching the job or telling the guy you like him that like changes your life. You're like, man, I'm so glad I took this chance and like took my walls down because I mean, that's what it's done for me. It's just like expanded so much consciousness and awareness and who I am. And it really creates a lot of beauty in your life. So give into the weird. It's not crazy. <laughs> it may feel like it at first, but the mystical is, is there for you to, um, yeah, to l- feel deeper about who you are and bring that forward. I think so. I feel like give into the weird is the perfect tagline for you, by the way. <laughs> I feel like so many times I've heard you be like, I don't know. It's like, seems like weird, or I feel like I'm weird. And you've really encouraged me on that too, of like, yeah, be weird. Like everyone's weird. And also like, don't knock it if you haven't tried it, you know, like that's like a big thing for me too. Like don't knock it if you haven't tried it. And then also like it's evidence-based, you know, like what you were saying, you're like, it's working. I feel better. So it doesn't matter to me if you think it's weird or you don't like it. Like I feel great. So it is what it is, you know? Um, but I love that given to the weird, um, well, not so much the, the the purpose of of this podcast and, you know, a bigger why for me too, kind of what you're sharing, which is like, I, I, I also, you know, really want to make, it's like making spirituality mainstream. I feel like it's always been this separate thing or even all the words we use around it, right? Like mysticism and all of these things, hidden secrets, right? All of these things where it's like, yeah, you guys can all access this. This isn't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I mean, and sure, I think certain people have more spiritually inclined gifts, certainly, you know, um, like to me, it's like comedy, you know, I can teach people how to write a joke. It doesn't mean you're gonna be the funniest one. Right. I think some people are just more naturally inclined, but I can teach anybody how to write a joke. And it feels the same way of like, you know, your, your spiritual connection to, to spirit to me just means being in tune with yourself. Are you making choices that are in service of yourself? Are you making choices that are in opposition of yourself? Mm -hmm. That's it. I mean, for me, like that's the bottom buy-in when it comes to, you know, a spiritual connection. And I just really want to, you know, yes, there's always the room. Like that's why I always love talking with you about like quantum leaping or like aliens or, you know, 
sometimes I, I can feel different like beings that are with me for a little bit. And I'll, I'll talk to you like, I don't know, dude, it's weird. I got to clear this out or um, something I'm supposed to be paying attention to or whatever. And so there's obviously like all of that really weird, like fun stuff that we can get into. But, you know, bottom line, like I was talking about that with Alex where I was like, if everybody even just began to really honor like empathy for other people, like if that was just the bare bones, like think about how much more beneficial we would be as a society. Like if as humans, we've gotten to this point with making like war at the top of the list and capitalism and more, 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 and we've managed to get this far as a society. Now imagine if we shifted what we thought was the most valuable, like we would be unstoppable, you know? So I, I, I think certainly, you know, really wanting to offer that, I think to the collective. And so just grateful to have friends like you that, you know, I can, uh, I can get readings from and, and kind of tune in with and weird out with and all that. Do you have anything else you would like to, that you kind of were thinking about that you want to share with us? Um, and, or can he, uh, if you want to offer us kind of like an upcoming energy read of kind of what's in the air, there's, there's no pressure for any of these things. I just want to offer you the time if you wanted to take it. Um, yeah, I can. Um, wait, can I like pause and tune in for a second? And sure. Yeah. I can see what comes through. Um, I kind of, I feel like already know, <laughs> but <laughs> I want to, yeah, maybe we can just see how, what my guides want to say if you want. Sure. You know, I keep coming back to this and I feel like this is always the constant message, but like, and even just with readings, all these readings and doing for people, um, I just always hear people say this phrase of like, oh, the world's on fire. Everything's chaos. It's all disaster. And they're here to be like, no, this is the breaking down of what should be just like at the end of a relationship if it, that isn't right for you it might feel so intense and like off and toxic even and it's just because it's showing you that this isn't working for you and the same with like our world and our systems like rent and everything is inflating the you know uh the financial system the school system our food system like everything the government system like again, the word system, like even just saying it, like you, you feel the weight with that word and like how it feels in your body, like the energy of it, it feels tight. And like, uh, you know, so they're just like, even this word is like going to go away a little bit. Like these systems are breaking down to create more freedom and fluidity for us. And this is a time where was going to bring this up it's like kind of coming into play right now this week like two of my friends here in Asheville we were talking about uh cults and we're like you know I think sometimes when people think are cults isn't actually a cult but I was like what identifies an actual cult and I was like ah it came to me the other day and I was like it's a group of people who aren't thinking for themselves they're just blindly following what somebody says and that leader that person is kind of creating an environment 
where those people can't think for themselves. And I was just like, wow, that's our world right now. We're, we're, our entire society is part of a cult almost. We're just listening to what like the government, the medical system or whatever is just saying. And we're like, yeah, that's what I got to do. Okay. And it's like, are we thinking for ourselves? Are we really tuning in to what feels right to us? Because this condemning of other people, let me try and convince this person to think the way that I think is old recycled energy just happening over and over and over again. We're trying to fit people into boxes and labels and this doesn't work anymore. So it's gonna get crazier. It's gonna feel more intense until we're like, holy shit, I have to like, we have to figure out a new way. And this happens in our own individual lives. So it's happening on a collective level, on our level. But I just like see my guide standing before me right now. They're like, it's because everything is shifting. We're about to step up. And I like feel the energy shifting towards the end of the year into next year of like, oh, we're all going to start transforming ourselves in this world. But like all the shit has to come up first. And that's what this year is. And I don't think it's going to stop into like the few years. But there's this one guy I really like. His name's Lee Harris and he's a channeler. I don't know if you follow him, but no, he, does, I will like, now. he does like energy updates. And he talks, he has this one video where he talks all about the... Um, 2020 to 2030 it's this 10 year cycle where we're the whole world is going to shift mm. and it's like a really big time i'm getting tingles all over my body just talking about it right now and it's like you know by the time we hit 2030 our world isn't going to look the same our lives aren't going to be the same this is why like all these people are moving and like everyone's just like shifting around because like the grids are shifting all this stuff uh, and lights being dispersed to help heal the earth and raise its frequency. And like, so my guys are just here, like, you're about to step up. We're all about to step up in a way. And just like I said, oh, I thought 2020 was going to be the year where everything changes and like my life comes <laughs> together. And really it's like I, my whole life fell apart again and in a good way. And that may start happening for people if it hasn't already. And just to be like, but this is a positive thing things have to fall apart so that we can rebuild like a new frequency is coming in and we need to ground that into the earth and we can't build our foundation from these old places anymore. So I think, you know, it's like open yourself to the idea of expanding your mind, expanding your perspective. If someone has an opposite belief of you, don't condemn them and shame them right away and try to change them to be how you are. Maybe just take a breath and be like, Hmm, let me feel into that. Let me try to understand where they're coming from because there's something in there. It's being presented to me because I'm supposed to learn something about myself from that perspective. It doesn't mean you have to take their perspective on, but maybe it's teaching you acceptance that it's okay to be different. Like, and we're all just learning that we're like, you were talking about the heart chakra and it's just like, we're learning to live from our heart chakra. That's the space we're growing into. I like want to cry just talking about it. We're learning to live from a space of love and we can't do that if we don't love ourselves. And if we think we're loving ourselves because we've built a life that like, oh, everyone will look at me and I'm successful because I have this house, I have this job, I have this money, I have yada, yada. You know, that's not, that's just, that's like third dimensional success. The real success is loving and accepting who you are so then you can give that to others. And are we really doing that? We're being faced with that. It's being reflected to us. It's shoving, being shoved right in our face so that we can come to terms with the systems 
that we've been operating from and to break those systems apart again so that we can have more fluidity and freedom and love and create space for i don't want to say all realities but all higher perspectives um because it's not there's you know this right and wrong is duality it's the same thing as republican democrat male female like it the same thing i'm reading this book that's called a time of change and it talks about how in like higher dimensional planets and different realms like um sexes don't exist like we're all um andro androgynous like but the energies of male female are within both of us but there's no like oh you have this male part and you have this female part it's like we create through thought and that's what we're going into our reproductive organ is our light is our thought and we can think like i want i want a baby i'm gonna create it like through what i'm thinking like that's how creation happens even the bible like talks about that god spoke and then it was and it's like yeah that's what we're capable of this is what we're learning to step into sorry i went on and on and on but no um, I, this is what i asked for i love it um I don't know. And to me, that just all feels so incredible. And by exploring all this stuff that we've been talking about and diving into ourselves and like your journey and all the stuff you, you know, talk about on this podcast and your Instagram and different things. It's like, this is, this is what it is. This is why we're here. Not to like, I don't know, be the movie star with the most Oscars. We're here to like, be who we are and offer that to people. And if that means you are a movie star with the most Oscars, that's great. But it's about what's behind that and like the origin of it and your intent behind it. Um, so, if, and if there's no clear cut way that all this stuff is so nuanced and we have to dig into the details and like, you know, our ego really can get in there sometimes. And then it's just like the specificity of things. There's right and wrong just needs to be thrown out. It's just like, there's no black and white, right and wrong, Republican, Democrat. We're all, there's no labels. It's just, we are. Yeah. And I don't think that's any more wild of a concept than thinking that 3 billion people in the world could somehow all think even remotely the same. I mean, that to me, that, that, that's the, the I think that's for me where the comedy aspect of all this comes in of, I want to be like, I'm not even angry about the way the systems are right now. I just think they're hilarious. And here is what I want to tell you about how stupid they are. So maybe if we can all start to look at how stupid it is and how funny it is. Now, that's not taking away from the pain and, and everything else, but it, it's offering a different perspective, I think, too, of like, if we can acknowledge how insane it is the the things that we've just given so much weight and value to then maybe we can begin to shift where we place our value yeah. you know and and so that's that's a huge and that's just a shift for me too i've talked about this a lot with alex where i was like i've had to really get in tune with my own triggers especially like with my family or things like that because i'm like i you know, I don't want to be talking in front of Congress or whatever Congress becomes, or, you know, I don't want to be, you know, commenting on some big, you know, wherever it is, and then letting it lead with anger, because that's not going to get us anywhere, you know, but if I can, yeah. like, if there's a way in which I can be like, I, I think that's so great that that's your point of view, I'm going to share mine now, 
And here's my point of view, you know, and being like, and I'm not even saying I'm right. I'm just offering it to the conversation. And I'm just saying, if this works for you, awesome. And like, and not that I, I want to dissolve of my anger. I still have to process that anger. That's why I do high intensity workouts for 50 minutes, seven days a week, because I carry a lot of that anger and a lot of that rage, but that's a way in which I can work it out of my body so that I can stay open as a vessel to hear some of the insane things that people think are okay to make majority or trying to make majorities of people do. And I can go, well, that's one idea. That seems insane to me. Perhaps we could try this other idea, you know, of like, I, I just really want that for myself. And again, I think that's also moving from my heart, which is not denying that other people's truth sometimes makes me angry. But it also doesn't mean that theirs is any less significant than mine. It just means that's what their truth is. And so I've really had to get around to that of like, you know, choosing to, to step into this kind of, you know, spiritual leader role or however this spiritual voice develops itself is I'm not here to change minds. I'm just here to offer a different perspective. And yeah. maybe it'll maybe it'll work for you or maybe it won't. Because I also think, you know, and that goes back to that why the changing of the minds is still that same thing. I'm still chasing that same thing of walking to a casting director and being like, it's that desperation. Oh, you got to see me. You got to, you got to, it's that same thing of, oh, but don't you hear me? I've got the way. It's that same, same energy frequency. I've just shifted it from, you know, speaking and being in one room to being in another room. And I'm like, I don't want to take that shit with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like we've all grown up in this society. I I mean, I just have this belief that our collective wound is that we're not seen and heard for who we are. And we're 100%. all carrying this around. And we've been raised to, no, don't dress like that. Don't say things like that. Don't sit like that. You can't do that. Like that's, um, you know, putting a judgment or a word, a label to, oh, you know, that's a sissy thing to do. That's, you know, no, that's a boy thing to do or whatever. And it's like, so we've all been told we can't be this way. And because of that, we're not seen for who we are. And we've been taught to just like unconsciously shut that down. And we're now stepping into a time where we get to break free from that. We get to be vulnerable. We get to be seen for who we are and we get to be heard and we get to be listened to. And in the midst of all that, we get to be held. And when we learn to do that for ourselves and to love that part of us, then we can do that for others. And that's how the world comes together. It's okay that you think the opposite of me. It's beautiful, in fact, that you do. And thank you for sharing it because I get to learn about who I am and I get to learn about the world by you sharing that. Thank you. Like, Instead of, you know, our whole life, people want to put labels on you because they've had labels put on them. If they're putting you in a box, it's because they're putting themselves in a box. And that's the way we've learned to survive. It's survival mode. So, yeah. Well, I it, mean, I, yeah, no, I was going to say, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I feel like that's why people in positions of power, why our power structures have gotten so messed up. Like I just watched the Victoria's Secret documentary on Hulu <laughs> and basically it all breaks down that uh, Les Wexner, who was like the creator of it, uh, is like super maniacal and had all these ties to Jeffrey Epstein. And then it goes into the whole Epstein thing. So totally different conversation. But 
when I was really watching it and I was like, oh, so this guy named Les grew up a poor Jewish kid in Columbus, Ohio, and didn't fit in and didn't feel loved by his parents and was like, fuck you guys. I'm going to figure this out and became an egomaniac and built this whole thing and destroyed all these other people in his wake when he could have just somebody could have just hugged him. Somebody could have just pulled him aside and go, hey, I see you and you're worth it. You don't have to do all of this. Obviously, there's many other factors that go into it, but that is a huge aspect of it where it is, where it's like, you know, this need for insane power and that what becomes like maniacal. Same thing with Donald Trump. I mean, is I was I, just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he, nobody ever told him that he was going to be good enough. He, he, yeah. he grew up in a super wealthy family where nobody paid attention to him. Everybody else was unhappy. So everything that you see before you is a survival mechanism. That's mm -hmm. it. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm simply saying it's not shocking to me that as a planet, we're still creating people like that. And then it's easy for all of us that are not pro-Trump to be like, that's the problem. And it's like, that's yeah. not the problem. That's a symptom but that's not getting to the root of what the problem is. You yeah, know, these leaders, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say these leaders too. It's like, we're electing people who are a reflection of us. Look at them. They're you. They hold the same wounds that you do. So, and then here we are shaming them and canceling all these people because it's something we don't want to look at within ourselves. So instead we throw it on to everybody else. And then is the birth of cancel culture, but that's a whole other thing too. Right. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's, it's, it's totally right. And you know, that's been my big thing recently too, where I'm like, okay, how, you know, like when I tune in to my higher self and stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, so then what is the way forward? And right now I feel like I'm getting it in pieces, but my big thing right now is like, it's just accountability. Because when you hold people accountable, it's because you love them. You don't hold people accountable. You don't give a shit about accountability is all about love. And it's not canceling people. It's not all of that. How can we get to a place where we're holding people accountable, you know, like in 2018 with the whole start stock market crash, it's like, you know, people like my dad lost their entire careers and the mm -hmm. people who caused that problem, they got bailed out and we kept it moving. And it's yeah. like, that's not accountability. No wonder we're even in a bigger crisis now because we didn't hold those people accountable because it was like, well, we can't do that. Then the whole banking system will fall apart. Well, motherfucker, then let it fall apart because it's not built on anything substantial. Yeah. If we have to bail everybody out when they fuck up, then this is not, this is not, you know, a, a building built on anything, you know, significant. And, and I just yeah. feel that way about so many things, which is like the, the linchpin for me uh, of a lot of this is that self-accountability, you know, on like a, a collective scale. And again, that feeds back into love, you know, and is our ability to reframe that, which is, I was talking uh, with a, another guy who is a leader who teaches leaders and it's kind of like his thing. And he was saying that, that he's really trying to bring in empathy to all of these, you know, old school CEOs. And he's like, of course, all of them are like, that's soft. That's this, that's that. And how difficult that is to reframe for them. I was like, you have to remember those guys grew up in an era where if they were sad, they were told to man up. They don't know anything yeah. different. So it's easy for me to be like, fuck the patriarchy or fuck these guys. Well, they got 
just as much of a shitty deal out of it. You know, they're a product of their own environment as well. So anyway, I could talk to you about this for hours, but just, just how much of that, I think that's, that's the comedy aspect, I guess, for me of all of it is like our shit now is out in the open. And if we're still not doing anything different, like it's just on us now, you know, like I think, you know, probably since around 2008, well, even as far as 2000 and, uh, with 9-11, that was the first time for me where I was like, oh, shit is not as it seems. And I feel like if you look back all through history, we've had those examples over and over again. We've had so many times on a collective level, especially in the United States, to do something different. Mm-hmm. And we haven't. We just keep like, not, you know, bare knuckling down, white knuckling, white knuckling, white knuckling. And I'm like, dude, is it working? Is it working for you? You know? Yeah. Like, what is that unwillingness to usher in something different or just try something different because what we're doing isn't working. Yeah. And with the like accountability stuff you're talking about, like, yes, hold other people accountable, but it's this fine line of like, hold them accountable. But when do we shift that into blame? And it's like, there's two sides to every coin. Like, you know, I've been in relationships with manipulators and it's like, well, I want to blame everything on them, but I played a part in that too. My self-worth was so low that I allowed it to happen. And like, all this stuff. So it's like, you know, we can't keep being like, well, they're a narc, they're this. And it's just like, yeah, but who are you? We have to continue to look at ourselves. And the other coin of accountability is responsibility to me, where it's like, 100%. not only does a person be held accountable, have to take responsibility, but the person that's pointing out the accountability has to take responsibility too. And it's just like, I think as human beings, that's probably our biggest fear. I don't yeah. want to take responsibility for, um, I don't want to use the word wrong, but like for how I'm being, that isn't in like my highest good, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because also, you know, and that's the other aspect of it, of like, we don't like being uncomfortable. And when we know we fucked up or it's on us to apologize or even worse, when, you know, like me, I woke up from a solid 10 years of binge drinking because I couldn't handle shit and being like, oh, I've been blaming all these other people for taking advantage of me when it's like, I was sitting real pretty. I wasn't trying to go anywhere. I wasn't trying to do anything different, but it's not about blaming them or me. It's just the experience that's brought me to where I am now. And it's just, it is what it is. Um, But yeah, it was that responsibility of like, if I don't take responsibility for my participation and it becomes like, well, they were just a narcissist. It's like, dog, you were hanging out. In fact, you hung out for a long time. Yeah. So if I don't take that responsibility, then I'm not going to implement differently. It's that same thing I said at the beginning of the podcast. Okay, good for you, Congress, and being like, oh, well, we're going to tax millionaires now. All you did was move all the shit to the closet and close the closet and tell me that you cleaned up the floor. You didn't clean it up, you know? Yeah. And and I get it. It's like, we don't want to do it because it's hard and it's uncomfortable. And in the midst of all this, we do still have to pay taxes. We do still have to get our kids on the bus in the morning. You know, I understand that sometimes the things that, I talk about her or I offer you're offering. It's like, people are like, Oh, great. Learn to love myself with what time, you know, I've got four kids. Like I get it, but you know, it's also, it's simple shifts over time. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm interested to listen to Lee Harris. Is that what you said his name is? Yeah. Lee Harris. He does like monthly energy updates. And then I think he has one about the 2020 to 2030, but yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. I was going to say this one last thing. It's like, just imagine how different the height of the Me Too movement would have gone if all those men were just like, you know what? Yeah, I did that. And I'm really sorry. And I want to change. Like, 
forgive me, like whatever they need to say. Did it? It's just like all you gotta do, like we'd forgive you. We're like, maybe some people would. Someone I don't know. We all have different paths and traumas, but like, it's just like a clean sweep of like, I did. Gosh, like, how do we fix this? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Or, Hey, I was also abused and that's why I became an abuser and I hate myself. I mean, that's like with, and I won't get into the whole thing, but like with Harvey Weinstein, I'm like, dude, that dude looks motherfucking beat up. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not, I mean, and and he's a rapist. He's in, uh, you know, his behavior is inexcusable, certainly. And, you know, he's serving the consequences of those things to certain degrees. I don't mean to make light of, you know, uh, assaulting women, but there is the aspect of it, which is that where I'm like, if you look at that guy for a second, you think that guy loves himself? You think that guy knows anything yeah. about integrity? You think he's a happy man? That is a shell of a human. I mean, I think that now whenever, you know, it's on the nightly news and it's like these criminals just arrested. And I, you know, talking about when sometimes I'll, I'll see somebody and I kind of download like a Facebook profile on these folks you know, metaphorically in my head. And it's like, I think the same thing about these folks. I'm like, they came from broken homes. Nobody was there. This is survival. That's what you're looking at. And I'm not, I'm not um, making excuses again for like evil behavior or, you know, all the, again, there's accountability, there's responsibility, but that's where this empathetic piece comes in, which is it's easy for us, you know, living in homes that are, you know, the five windows over the door with two car garage being like, oh, lock our doors. There's criminals on the loose. And it's like, you don't know anything about what those people must have gone through. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I mean, you know, lock your doors. It's scary out there. But I'm just saying that there, there is that element. I think that we really, I really hope to, to continue to amplify and, um, and voice for people, which is just like, it's just not that simple. And I know it's easier for our monkey brains to, to digest it as things of Democrat, Republican, my, you know, if my, if my team's in power, then everything is good. And it's bad right now because your team is in power. And it's like, yeah, I wish it was that simple. I do. It, It actually binary thinking makes things feel safer. I get it, but it's not real. And you're still safe regardless. And how can we build a better world together? Yeah, that duality of win-lose, right-wrong, Republican-Democrat is a survival mechanism. You know, it's what we, like you said, what feels safer to do this. It's a societal survival mechanism. Yeah. And scene. Well, I feel like... I'm like, I could keep going, but I'm like, let's. (laughs) Oh, our two woman show coming straight to Broadway. Um, Oh, that'll be really fun. Just do dual monologues of like all the, um, you know, it's just call it right and wrong. And it's just back and forth, uh, you know, character monologues of people that exist among us right now. Like, you know, that they're indignant or they're right or they're wrong and what that, what that feels like. That's actually a pretty interesting idea. I'm going to write mm-hmm. that down. Um, well, hey, I really appreciate your yeah. time. As always, it was just great to catch up with you. And I would have had this conversation with you uh, via FaceTime, even if we hadn't recorded it. So I'm glad we did. Um, yeah. Sarah, tell us where we can find you, all of your offerings. Uh, yeah, let us know how we can connect with you. Um, yeah, my 
really the only social media I do is Instagram. I'm uh, at underscore Sarah Shook underscore. So uh, you can find me there. And I do offer sessions. Uh, the website is also on my Instagram or you can go to sarahshookhealing.com. Um, and I do healing sessions, intuitive, mediumship, all that stuff. And we can do it from anywhere. Zoom is a beautiful thing. Um, so, and again, I'm just passionate about helping people step into who they are. So I'd love to help whoever would like with that. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. You guys get connected with Sarah. I hope you enjoyed this uh, almost two hour podcast conversation. We shared a lot. We got vulnerable. We went in, we got weird. Um, as always, if you're like, dude, I'm super into aliens, get at Sarah Shook. She knows all about spiritual beings. Um, and sometimes I just love to nerd out of like, what do they look like? Uh, so get at her. She's a lot of really great celestial information, uh, as well as if you're just like, Hey, my grandmother passed and I feel like she's connecting with me. Uh, Sarah's a great person to tune in with. I myself, obviously I'm biased and friends with her, but I work with a lot of healers uh, and I have had sessions with Sarah both in person uh, and on Zoom and both are equally, po uh, equally potent. I know a lot of people are like, huh, it's like it really worked via Zoom. I'm telling you when you work with somebody who's really healing and you yourself are really wanting the most out of your session, you really will walk away. Also, if you think about it, uh, electronics are all electricity, which is a vibration and a frequency. So I feel like uh, it's actually really does its job because it's the medium in which we're transferring uh, information and healing anyway. Uh, you guys, as always, this is the Rachel Force Show. If you had fun, please tell somebody about this podcast. Please tell anyone, preferably tell them and then have them download it, but you know, do you? Um, and I've got some live shows coming up here in the Atlanta area. I will keep you posted on for everything. You can always go to rachellaforce.com. Connect with me, get at me. I love you so much. Tune out, tune in. Love you, mean it.